record buttons good we are back ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the mario lawyer show podcast i know i left you all in the dark there for a quick hot second and i apologize for that it was just that you know i I got really really sick i got really sick on right now as we're recording it's the 8th 21 saturday what day did I get sick? So not this last Tuesday, but the Tuesday two weeks ago. So how it went down was I recorded the show. Usually I record kind of early on Tuesday. And I think going forward, it's going to change now. But back to the story. I recorded a show early on Tuesday and the audio sounded really bad. So that's kind of why, you know, usually I record a show and then I try to get it out, out and out to like Spotify and all everywhere else you guys um, listen, even like a YouTube one. But the audio sounded really, really bad. Um, like there was just quite a bit of echo. So I was like, fuck, you know, I, I'll just I'll do it tomorrow um, or I'll do it um, later on the evening. So I was like, OK, so that whole day, Tuesday, um, not this last Tuesday, Tuesday, two weeks ago, um, uh, I was feeling OK throughout that day. And then so I didn't do it on Tuesday evening either. You know, some things came up. And then so I was like, I'll do it tomorrow, first thing in the morning. So uh, I'll redo the redo the podcast, redo an episode. So then I went ahead and I went to bed that evening, and I went to bed kind of roughly around like ten o'clock, maybe about ten thirty. And then whenever I went to bed, I kind of felt this feeling in my stomach like something wasn't sitting right, and I was just like something just I don't feel very good or I don't feel like I don't feel good. So while I was laying there, you know, I would move to like the spots I like to fall asleep in you know usually it's either like on my stomach like a child or on my side um very rarely do i sleep on my back even though i know that's it's best if you sleep on your back i've heard and so anyway but i just couldn't get comfortable you know whenever i would move to the positions i like uh, that make me comfortable um that i usually always fall asleep in i was feeling like really nauseous and like really sick and like yeah so i finally got up it was about i want to say around 1 30 1 45 ish in the morning and i was just like in the bathroom and i was like i i don't feel good i don't feel very well and then so all of a sudden i was just like i'm just gonna you know i'm one of those people who um i would rather like throw it all up and like kind of force myself to throw up i know that's kind of bad but i was just like i'd rather do it like that than to kind of have myself you know just being sick and like oh like let me just let me get this stuff out of my body you know that's that's my mindset so i went ahead and i was just like i was like and i didn't even force myself to throw up i was just like you know you have that feeling like oh i'm gonna throw up now i'm gonna throw no give me a couple more seconds and it was it was one of those feelings so then i threw up and i threw up in the most how how would i describe it it was like the most vicious way i've ever thrown up in my life it was god awful you know everybody whenever you throw up um you always have this feeling that is like oh man you know this is the worst feeling in the world but that throw up was literally that puke was literally like a cleansing of myself literally like literally was like if i was just throwing these demons out of my body it was so crazy like my head was halfway in the toilet i know i'm painting a beautiful picture here for you guys but that's literally what it was like and i was just like i do not like this so i was like i threw up and then i got up and i was like let me just lay down you know for a little bit see if it goes away i went and i lay down and for some reason whenever i would like lay all the way down instead of like you know at an angle you know my bed it lifts me up sometimes so I was like whenever I laid down you know just flat on my bed I would still feel I was still feeling very nauseous so I was like I I, I can't you know get comfortable so I just got up and I was like I'm just gonna go to the emergency room and by this time it was already roughly like a little after three in the morning so I got to the emergency room okay everything was good um they just said they did like all kinds of tests on me and they said everything's good you know it's just like a stomach thing that's going around um to people so like okay good um nothing too big now let me remind you this happened tuesday two weeks ago so i was like it's okay it's good um i was supposed to start my new job on monday the following monday and i was like okay i should probably kick this by by the time monday rolls around so 
okay, so I was just going through the rest of my week, and for some reason, I was still feeling, like, really bad. Like, even the medicine they were giving me, I was just like, I, I still, I don't feel any better. And then, by the weekend, it was like, okay, I'm only having to, like, go to the restroom every so often, or, like, pretty often, I should say. It was like, I have to constantly be going to the restroom. And by the time Monday came around, whenever it was my time to go to my first day of work, I was like, I can't go. I can't be going to work like this. You know, like we all live in, you know, COVID times. And, you know, I didn't have COVID. You know, they tested me there at the hospital and I didn't have it. It was, you know, it was just like a stomach bug. I was like, I can't be going around like in my current job now where I'm going to be around like a lot of people. I can't be getting like all these people sick, whatever. So I decided, you know what, Monday morning before I got up, it was like about four o'clock in the morning. It's like, I'm just going to go back to the hospital. Like, I, I can't, I can't be going. Like, I was, like, my mind was like, fuck, you know, you don't ever want to show, not show up to your very first day of work. But luckily for me, you know, my job was very understanding. They're like, yes, you know, thank you for letting us know. Stay away from the building. Do not come near their building. Because, you know, it, it's it's a very highly populated, um, like, building here in the town I live in. So I said, okay, no problem. You know what? Doctor said, you know, I can't go into work until Friday. Um, like, okay, good. Thank you for letting us know. If you still, like, feel like shit on Friday, which was yesterday, still don't come to work. You know, go back to the hospital, whatever. So, like, okay, good. By the time Friday rolled, yesterday rolled around, I had, like, fully kicked it. I was like, okay, good. You know, um, I can finally, like, work and not feel, you know, sick or not feel like guilty that I'm here and I'm trying to toughen my way through it but still like getting all these other people sick you know so I was like let me just listen to the doctor the work says everything was good so thankfully that all happened but yeah so that's kind of why I hadn't I haven't recorded a podcast for like these last two weeks and even like today I'm not 100% prepared for the show today so I have a few topics in mind that I'm going to go over but I wanted to go ahead and open up you know you guys deserve to know why I haven't been you know come out and said anything about the show Uh, and you know of course you know my job is pretty busy you know I work quite a bit of hours no excuse still and I was just like let me go ahead and you know record this one even though it's not like a 100% prepared podcast not like I even prepare that much on a regular show whenever I have all this time too but let me catch up and you know let me I owe this to the people to like let them know what's going on and not keep them in the dark not keep the listeners or you know whatever you guys want to call yourselves people who tune in people who want to listen to this garbage anyway but yeah so that's kind of what was happening with me what I was going through so like I said, I apologize. Um, you know, it's been a crazy, you know, two weeks. And yeah, so I definitely did miss, you know, doing this. You know, I was listening to some other shows and I was just kind of like listening to what they're talking about. And quite a bit of stuff has happened, you know, in terms of like UFC, NFL, you know, even Xbox event and gaming stuff. I was like, I, I'm, I was like sitting there like listening to this podcast and I was kind of you know, putting it on pause and giving my take about certain things, uh, and, I'll, and then I'll hit play and listen to see what um, the other people were saying, and yeah, so I was like, I was really missing this, and I really like, I really enjoy doing this, so this is something that's definitely going to stay with us, and I'm probably going to move the show to like, like a Saturday, like today, or like maybe on a Sunday, but most likely on a Saturday, um, maybe a Friday night, I, um, one of those two days, something where I'm like not you know have such a jam-packed schedule definitely so yeah so i just i wanted to let you guys know what was going on and i apologize for not keeping you guys informed but you know i was just i was in bed you know these last two weeks just feeling like crap like i couldn't even hardly game you know i did do some gaming um that i wanted to catch up with you guys you know since our very other podcasts that I talked about on the podcast that I recorded but it sounded like shit so I wanted to catch up on some things there and yeah so thank you guys so much for sticking around tuning back in um I know it was unfair how I did it I'm sorry I should have at least sent out a tweet or something like that 
but anyway we're here now and yeah so let's go ahead and you know enough about what's been going on with me let's go ahead and dive into some of the news um some stuff we've been playing maybe save gaming for last because there's some topics there that i'm very passionate about that i really want to um, give my 100 percent attention to um all of my emotions to in terms of xbox um you know and so yeah so let's go ahead and speak a little bit about the nfl what's going on right now and i'm doing this kind of all on top of my head off the top of my head um you know i don't i don't have like you know usually i come up with the show you know a little bit behind the scenes um usually i go ahead and i find topics throughout the week and i write them down and then i bring them on here and i talk about them and so i didn't really do that i decided let me just turn on the microphone and let's just go for it so nfl news preseason has been going on now i've been watching very closely to hard knocks um this year it's dallas cowboys of course and i'm pretty sure it's very popular and hard knocks always does this thing you know every anything hard knocks is always going to have great production you know it's going to be shot very well you know it's going to make you really care for you know the players coaches um whoever that they're shooting it's always going to be produced very very well and you know this season is of course that same and i remember you know i can't even believe it's already been a year you know i remember last year where they did the joint one between the los angeles teams the chargers and the rams and it even though it was still like really really good production wise in terms of like there was like no content you know it was just talking nothing but about covid and stuff like that you know because last year there wasn't any preseason games there was no preseason stuff there was no joint practices or anything like that i don't believe there was any joint practices at least but yeah so i was just like with the preseason games you know the things to look forward to for hard knocks stuff like this it really really makes you feel like okay good i'm very glad that there's a preseason game um for hard knocks sake because it definitely does affect the value of you know of the amount of content they have to go off of and you know the dallas cowboys are a very popular team and you know i'm not a cowboys fan but you know i turn tune into every single year's hard knocks of course and yeah so you know you kind of see Dak prescott there working his way back from that gruesome leg injury it's the first thing they talked about on episode one you know i think they're this last week was episode two was you know them talking about Dak prescott's leg injury and that was so atrocious like the amount of leg injuries we've seen like since then has been crazy i mean in terms of like all sports really um those Dak, of course, you know, Conor McGregor, Chris Weidman, you know, those are just, they were all like very crazy, nasty leg injuries. And Dak Prescott's was just so crazy, you know. It was crazy in the sense that he, whenever it happened, he kind of picked his leg up and he tried to like slam it back into place, like fix it. It was like, it was like so barbaric. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? That was the worst thing about it was, you know, him taking his foot and it was like leaning. Um, tilting to like one way where it's not supposed to be tilting and then him just slamming it on the ground like trying to fix it i was like what the fuck <laughs> so crazy but yeah so hard knocks has been great you know i've I'm, i've enjoyed it quite a bit um those some fights that happened in you know there was one fight that i i was surprised they didn't show this last week on um, episode two was like it was like a db of the rams i believe and a wide receiver of the cowboys um, like the Rams player like threw a punch or something like that at um, the Cowboys player and I was like why didn't they show that during the um... sorry I dropped my phone why didn't they show that like during the during the Hard Knocks episode like you know what what, what the heck they didn't even show it at all they showed the one the one fight that did show was Aaron Donald and the Cowboys guard um, you know that's it seems like Aaron Donald's always getting in fights for some reason. I don't know. He should probably should be doing that. You know, you're more valuable to your team on the field. You're more valuable to the Rams. If it was a game I'm talking about, you're more valuable to the Rams than that guard is to the Dallas Cowboys, who I'm forgetting his name. I'm sorry. Like I said, I didn't prepare. Uh, my bad. No excuses. But still, yeah, so I was like, well, okay, what the fuck ever. Um, why didn't they show this fight? Um, but, yeah, so it, it's – it's really really cool to see 
Oh, and also, you know, Dak Prescott's dealing with another injury, you know, his shoulder. Um, we kind of saw when it happened on the show. And, and yeah, but, you know, hopefully he's there week one. You know, he's a, you know, the more um, good quarterback play there is in the NFL, the better off it is, the NFL is, um, for all of us, really. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what the Cowboys can do. Um, I think it's between them and the Washington football team. They need to come up with a fucking name already. I'm tired of just calling them the Washington football team. But they, between those two teams, are going to be fighting over for the um, NFC East division. I don't think the Giants are going anywhere. Um, I think they're – I never liked Gettleman as a GM personally. Um, he's kind of seems like very cartoonish, and those GMs really do not last long. You know, NFL GMs don't last long in general, but, you know, those funny, funky ones. Um, I'm trying to think of another one, actually, that was kind of like him. Gettleman. I don't know, but he's kind of been like the butt of the jokes for quite some time. And anytime you're a GM and you're um, known in the media for not necessarily not, uh, you're known in, you know, average by you know nfl fans and stuff like that and it's not for your winning something is wrong there so yeah um this might be his last year so it might be our um joe judges i almost called him aaron judge um it might be joe judges last year as well and it also might be daniel jones last year as well um this is kind of a make or break year for that team here we are breaking down like the nfc East. look at us um but yeah, so but Saquon Barkley's coming back. I still think that no matter what happens this year, he's still gonna have a very big um, role to play in that organization. And yeah, so looking forward to that. Um, Eagles, I don't think the Eagles are going anywhere. You know, I like Jalen Hurts personally as a player. I liked him whenever he was at Alabama. I liked him whenever he was at Oklahoma. Um, but he's just um, he's like a. I don't necessarily know if he has what it takes to be an NFL starting quarterback. I'm not saying that he can't, you know, come in and win some games for you, but I'm talking about consistently. You know, I never really liked him, you know, even in college in terms of his quarterback mechanics. And I'm not a quarterback guru either, but I, I can kind of, I look at certain quarterbacks, I'm like, okay, that can transition to the NFL. You know, Trevor Lawrence, of course, 100%. You know, his style of play can translate. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Kyler Murray. Kind of been proven wrong there a little bit. We'll see what happens with this next year. There's another team that's kind of has a lot of people on the hot seat there with the Cardinals. And yeah, so we'll see. Um, but I think they're it's their first year head coach, right? Yeah, first year head coach. Who I don't know his name. Escapes me. Wasn't the big hire. Wasn't a fancy hire. But I I think that they're probably gonna finish maybe third. At best, third at best. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished dead last. Um, or if the Giants finish that last in that division. But I'm going to go out on a limb, and I will say the Washington football team will win that division. I just like that they're overall, you know, it feels like Ryan Fitzpatrick is always this guy who can come in, and this kind of feels like a good situation for him. You know, there's not a young quarterback there who um, is going to challenge him or the team is kind of leaning to more than him. And I think he still has enough in, his, in the tank for like one great year left and I'm going to roll with them you know they have a fantastically built roster their front seven is absolutely crazy front seven it, it's it's very very scary that front seven um, overall it's just a very well um, coached team you know with Ron Rivera there big fan of Ron Rivera um, a lot of people aren't but I, I enjoy him not necessarily for his philosophy or his coaching techniques but you know kind of how he rallies his team you know there's always been you know players who talked highly of him you know cam newton whenever he was in carolina and now whenever he's in washington you know he, he he's a great man so I, I i'm gonna pick the washington football team to win that division should we just go down the line and just pick all these divisions but i don't know i don't even know why i went down that road uh, that's just kind of where my brain went you know breaking down the nfc east um but yeah so looking forward to that looking just looking forward to in general of football this year looking forward to all of it really um yeah another big news was kind of tim tebow got released by the jacksonville jaguars and his former coach urban meyer 
And I think he got released, you know, it was after the first preseason game, I believe. Yeah, after the first preseason game. I think the second, there's still some of the second preseason games going on right now. Um, is there? Or maybe third? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, so he got released. You know, his blocking was very atrocious. And the questions being asked right after that preseason game was like, okay, you know, he's, how long is Urban Meyer going to keep him around? You know, it kind of always been, has been a narrative was that, you know, Tim Tebow is kind of taking a roster spot away from a young, hungry guy who's worked his ass off um, to try to get a, a opportunity to show what he's made of. Um, and it felt like Tim Tebow was taking that away from somebody is what a lot of people would have said. And I'm not necessarily sure if I am either. Um, but it's like Tim Tebow already had his moment in the sun. He had the opportunity to come into the NFL, change positions. Um, he didn't want to. He wanted to be a quarterback. Okay. He got drafted by the Broncos. John Elway quickly realized that he wasn't what he wanted he didn't believe in him so he sent him off to new york um traded him to the jets the jets realized that he can't beat out mark sanchez he's not nfl ready didn't want to change positions there either got moved to new england didn't want to change positions there either and i think that was a lot his last stop was new england before um going to the jacksonville jaguars training camp this last year and then he played baseball i think somewhere in between there but yeah so um he's jim tebow's gonna always gonna have a lot of opportunities come his way and you know it, it was funny because a lot of people felt like he was you know being given certain things and i'm not necessarily a guy who i'm gonna hate on somebody because they know somebody and they got an opportunity you know that's life really is that's that's life is you know going ahead and um knowing people in order to further yourself you know it's all about relationships and building relationships so i'm not going to hate on a person because they're good at building relationships you know that should be you know one of the things that people work on um more in life is making sure you can build relationships because you never know like when you may need some help and somebody you know can actually help you out in a certain area whatever it may be you know whether it may be employment or you know financial stuff you know getting yourself further you know moving up the ladder anything really so it's all about what you know really um and who you know so old cliche i know but yeah so there's that whether nfl let me pull up some of the nfl news here just on my phone while we're still recording here i brought i brought up some gaming news but no nfl news really um my pittsburgh Steelers, of course Najee harris has been looking really really good um i've been really surprised by him and i i, I didn't hate on the drafting of Najee harris i know the cool thing nowadays is to not draft a quarter or a running back in the first round not waste your first round pick on a running back but my biggest thing is like teams don't draft running backs because and they don't give them extensions because it's not worth it to them you know of course if you can have a thousand yard rusher every single year 100 percent a team will give big money for that but the fact of the matter is that you know so often in times you know these guys fall off the map and they are they can no longer rush for you know these big time um they can't handle this kind of workload anymore and so that's whenever teams decide to cut them you know todd Gurley, of course adrian peterson of course was even in that boat as well but yeah so that's why teams kind of go away from you know drafting running backs and and instead you know kind of choose to find a um gym later on um but yeah so any but anytime you can pick the best player at a certain position in the draft i'm always going to be there for that so i'm interesting i'm interested to see what Najee harris is going to do there in pittsburgh um he feels like a pittsburgh running back definitely so looking forward to that um mitch trubisky played for the bills he did some kind of he did something good there but yeah uh, uh, 
yeah, anyway, Mitch Trubisky, whatever. Ooh. Come on, NFL news. Here we go. Anyway, well, that's coming up now. Um, yeah, so overall, I'm looking forward to the season. Very much. Uh, oh, this is sad. Uh, former Titans GM Floyd Reese dies at the age of 73. That's sad there. Um, sorry. Great podcasting here. I know, you guys. I know, I know. Great podcasting. There's, like, not even that much news going on right now, actually, that I'm seeing here. I gotta go dive in deeper. But anyway, that should be all for NFL news. We kind of covered... We broke down all of the NFC East. I mean, what what more do you people want? Come on, you guys. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, of course, like I said, you know, I didn't prepare for, you know, this at all. At all. At all. Um, yeah, so, UFC news. Let's see. I, don't, I can't remember if we talked about Surreal Gone. I think I might have covered that in my uh, other podcast. That um, wasn't very good. That I couldn't release because of the audio. But yeah, so, of course, congratulations to Surreal Gone. If, we, if I did, excuse me, but just to cover all of our grounds. Surreal Gone's going to challenge Francis and Ghana next. We'll see. Um, financial stuff. And I, I, I think he's kind of... Now that I've kind of had this time to reflect, you know, I think he's kind of holding a paper championship. I'm never a fan of these interim title belts, especially not in this situation, especially not in this situation. It's like why I can understand if it's for like an injury or something like that. But just make an a belt just because the champion wants more money and you want to, you know, put pressure on the champion is a complete sleaze ball tactic, I think. And I know that sounds like pretty bad, but it's just like, yes, I'm happy for Sirogan that he won, you know, and is going to challenge for the belt next and is going to get pay per view points and all this stuff. Um, but I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the tactic at all. You know, I, I don't, you know, and I, I don't think that belt that he's holding carries any weight whatsoever. Um, but that, that that's my opinion, of course, so don't take me out and, you know, beat me to death, but that's honestly how I feel about it. Um, I was also watching, like, oh, I, like, been, while I was sick, I binge-watched all of the UFC, um, Tough series, uh, this last season, and it was, it was very entertaining, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, there was, like, bantamweights and, um, heavyweights, heavyweights, excuse me, middleweights. And, and I really liked, I liked all the fights, you know, it felt like it was like, there wasn't really one guy who separated himself from the rest, there was that one middleweight, um, he had like a Russian last name, and I thought that honestly he was gonna go on and win the whole thing, but you know, he got caught with a, um, a guillotine choke by, you know, the last pick of Okanowski's team, and I was just like, oh wow, and now a battle's gonna fight, um, he was supposed to fight Gore, but Gore got pulled out, so it's gonna be that other brother, um, Arania, what's his name? I forget his name, but anyway, I'm looking forward to that one. And that that those are those the main event or the season finale fights are gonna happen next the 28th, so a week from today is whenever they're gonna happen. Looking forward to that. Or Sunday, I think they said the 28th. I thought they said the 28th. I just watched the last episode like today this morning, <clears throat> but yeah. So, looking forward to that. It was a great season. I really enjoyed it. Um, the back and forth between the coaches didn't really happen too much. It was like, it was kind of, I think it was more like, honestly, I didn't like that they picked Volkanowski and Ortega. I would have liked it much more if it was been like Max Holloway and Volkanowski or something like that. It felt like Ortega didn't really want to say too much and he wanted to, you know, be the good guy. He didn't want his name to be trashed. Um, but yeah, so I didn't really like the two coaches selections. Um, Michael Chiesa showed up and he was like, he was chewing out one of, um, one of Ortega's coaches, I think for saying something, um, for being like an asshole or something like that to the fighters, because 
I think at the time that was like Ortega was up four fights to nothing, his team. But now, as we're looking at it now, it's going to be an all um, Volkanovski um, teams in the finale. So that, uh, that that's cool. And yeah, so it was overall, it was a cool, cool show. You know, the pranks were so-so. You know, I think Brian Ortega had the best prank, you know, bringing out those big-ass fucking snakes, which it's cool you know i think the best thing to do with these pranks is kind of go with them like how um volkanowski did you know like he was like oh damn look at that fucking snake let me put this fucking snake on my shoulder and just go with it and make it seem like it doesn't bother you that much which i don't think it did but i think that's the best way to go about these pranks um especially if you're the one being pranked um but yeah so that's kind of always been the tradition of you know tough was always coaches pranking one another I think the best pranks were like Bisbing and Mayhem. That, that, you know, Bisbing brought in like a mariachi band and all kinds of bullshit, and it was it was crazy. That was a crazy season there. Um, one of the one of my favorite ones there actually, and yeah. So there's that. Um, today actually, here in a couple hours, is gonna be Gaston versus Jared Cannonier. Um, both of these guys last fight, I believe. They both lost to Robert Whitaker. Um, I think they both lost pretty convincingly, I think. Um, I know Jared Cannonier, I was like reading something where he said that, you know, Robert Whitaker didn't beat me, you know, the judges did. And I was like, uh, I, I think it's a loss, a loss, bro. Like, um, I, I think he was a little salty because he knew that if he would have beat Robert, he would have definitely would have fought Izzy um, next. But, you know, Robert Whittaker beat him, and now Robert, Robert Whittaker is going to get... He's next in line for the title now that um, Andre Vittori um, also lost a unanimous decision pretty convincingly to Israel Adesanya. Um, yeah, so there's that, too. Um, sorry, I've been, like, totally, like, out of the loop in terms of, like, news from every direction. Like, I haven't watched a single UFC podcast... I've watched a couple of gaming podcasts. I've watched like no NFL news, NFL podcasts. Like I've just been like I have had like no energy to do like any of that stuff. Like listen and take notes and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I apologize definitely. My bad. But you know, this is this is how we're this is how we're gonna do it this week. But yeah. So it was cool. Um what other news? What other news? What other news? Um, yeah, so I think Jared Cannonier beats Gastelum. You know, people tend to really hype up Gastelum over his one fight where he he definitely pushed Israel. Um, well, I shouldn't say he, you know, he lost to Jan Blahovich, But in terms of, like, middleweights, he's been the one guy to push Israel the farthest for some reason. I think it's, I, I, I'm not too sure. I think it's just because he does well whenever he fights a guy who's primarily fighting stand-up. So... I'll be, this is one of those fights where I hope Gastelum wins for some reason, but my head is leaning much more towards um, Jared Cannonier. But we'll see how that goes. And yeah, I can't, I, I can't even look at that. I don't even know what that rest of that card looks like. Let's see. Oh, it's going to be UFC Vegas 34. Once again at the UFC Apex. Castellum. Yeah, I think. Oh, Clay Guida, I think, is going to be in the co main with Mark Madsen. Okay. Clay Guida's been around the block for quite some time already. And that's about it. That's all they showed me right now. But anyway, that's cool. Um,. Yeah, so what other UFC news do we have here? UFC news, UFC news, UFC news. Yeah, um, UFC gets rid of four familiar faces. Interesting. I wonder who these are. It's probably going to be like people I haven't even heard of. Uh, um, oh, that Conor McGregor's lost his fucking mind, of course. Um, but I don't think you guys need me to tell you guys that. But so here are the four people that are gonna they're releasing or whatever: Yancy Mermedios, Ryan Bennett, 
or those are the two like most big name guys that they're releasing. Oh, look at that. There's a Pacquiao versus Ugas poster ad, whatever. Cool. Yeah, so Conor McGregor's lost his fucking mind. Um, let's talk about that for a second. And I know that it's kind of come to the point where if you're not a Conor McGregor fanboy, if you're not like 100% like Conor McGregor's my god and, you know, he can do no wrong and I love this guy and I will let him, you know, do whatever he wants to to me kind of person. You know, it feels like everybody has kind of fallen off the Conor McGregor bandwagon. Not because of how he lost his last fight to Dustin Poirier, but for how he's acted ever since. You know, he's beefing with all the UFC commentators, you know, Daniel Cormier, and all they're, all the commentators have all, you know, Daniel Cormier and Michael Bisping in particular, and they're all, like, they've, both of Michael Bisping and Daniel Cormier have come out looking much better than Conor McGregor has. You know, Conor McGregor seems like a, you know, sissy boy who just, like, sissy boy, I mean, like, a whiny boy, okay? Don't, like, fucking cancel me. Nothing like that. He seems like he's very whiny, and he's just like, if you don't have anything good to say about me, go fuck yourself. It's kind of how Conor McGregor is going about it. And, you know, Daniel Cormier, I don't even know what Daniel Cormier did, you know? He just felt, thought, critical of him same thing about michael bisping i don't even think michael bisping said anything fucking whatever to connor and it feels like why are you beefing with these guys these two retired guys these two guys who i still think that are given that their fight history and their size over you can still beat the fuck out of you connor like why are you beefing with these two guys it it's like I think Sean O'Malley came out and said that there's possibly something mentally wrong with connor mcgregor and i don't think it's that I think it is that, like, to a point. Like, I don't think it's something, like, you know, the average person has. You know, I think it's just the success has gone to his head. And it's, like, he hasn't... He's complete... Like, his best days are 100% behind him. And I do not ever see Conor McGregor ever winning a meaningful fight um, again. But it's, like, he's kind of lost that invincibility era aura about himself. You know, like, I remember even, like, right before he fought Khabib, you know, what the one thing I remember from that press conference, um, the Khabib press conference, more than the, how fucked up it was of all the shit he was talking about to Khabib was, was that he said, hey, you know what, I haven't been wrong yet. I haven't been wrong yet. That was true. You know, he was a two-time, you know, everything he kind of said came true. And it seems like since then, Conor McGregor has 100% fell off. 100% fell off. And it's, it's very interesting that that was the turning point of his career was not even like that fight, like, um, but just kind of what happened afterwards, you know, um, him talking shit to Habib saying, you know, all these fucked up things, talking about his religion, you know, and, you know, bringing his father into stuff like that and him saying, everything under the moon and then him realizing like oh fuck not only am i gonna get my ass beat in the ring in the octagon but it doesn't end there you know after the bell you know it that means nothing you know i'm also gonna get my boy's ass beat i'm also gonna get you know jump from behind like oh fuck like my it's like something went off in his head right then and there like oh damn like my I, I didn't know that this could happen but i don't know i was just talking shit i thought you know you could talk shit about anything and you can talk shit but just know that you can whatever you say of course has a consequence of course and i'm fucking conor mcgregor is fucking 10 years older than me and i shouldn't be the one kind of um being the one you know saying like trying to explain this to him like what the fuck like you know better but yeah, and it feels like since then, like, he's just turned it up times 10, and he's doing it to just stay relevant, really, um, 100%, and it's just like, uh, I, you know, and, and that Dustin Poirier fight, I didn't buy it, I didn't purchase it, you know, I, I, I watched it by another means, and I'm not gonna say what I, how I watched it, but 
you know, usually fights like that, I like to watch alone. And, um, you know, and I like to give the UFC my money. But for, like, Conor McGregor now, it's like, I'm not going to be giving you money for, like, a guy who's past his prime, who's just has a name, who I kind of know how the fight's going to go. I- I'm done with that kind of bullshit like that. Um, I'm not falling for that bullshit. You know, I want to watch real fighters fight. And then once never there is a card being headlined by, you know, real fighters fighting, you know, then I'll give you my money. Um, UFC, but, you know, but that's fucking me, you know, who, they don't give a fuck about my, whatever, 60, 70 bucks, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so, Conor McGregor just lost his fucking mind, lost his mind, and I made a prediction on, I believe on, on this show, I made a prediction saying, at the end of the day, whatever happens with Conor McGregor isn't gonna end well, you know, I don't think all of a sudden he's gonna automatically you know, see the light and see like, okay, I'm a, I'm a changed man. I'm a good guy. Um, forgive me. You know, I repent. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think it's going to end very awfully for Conor McGregor. I don't know how, I don't know what, but something like bad is going to happen. Um, for Conor McGregor, like, I don't know if it's going to be him going broke or, you know, something along those lines or even worse than that. But the Conor McGregor story, I don't believe ends well. I don't believe it does. So that's 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 my opinion, of course, here. And I'm not saying he's going to fucking get run over by a car. Someone's going to shoot him or anything like that. What I am saying is that from the looks of everything, it doesn't look like the end of the Conor McGregor story ends in a positive manner for Conor McGregor. As I take a drink on the show great podcasting sorry i needed that to my throat was getting a little dry already at 40 minute mark and we've been talking about just ranting about certain things conor mcgregor losing his mind yeah um so i I, i'm done speaking about that because i'm trying to save my energy for you know xbox dues and people talking shit about xbox whenever they don't know what the fuck they're talking about but yeah so let's go ahead and jump into xbox news now and you know this show is of course if this is your first time listening i kind of tend to always save like the gaming news for last because that's kind of the stuff that i'm most passionate about stuff that i want to talk to you guys all about the most that even though I'm not the most informed, even though I'm not the most hardcore gamer, um, I feel like I would like to express my opinion and thank you guys for listening to my opinion, even though it's like completely out there, but still, thank you guys. So yeah, gaming news, some games I've been playing. I've been playing this game right before I got sick that I remember I was talked about quite a bit um, on the Forbidden show the show that will never be released i already erased it i talked about the game kingdom comes deliverance and it's a game that's been out i believe since the year 2017 and i bought it on sale xbox was kind of having this summer sale or some kind of sale or whatever so i bought it it was like 11 bucks i was like let me play this you know it seems like i like rpgs let me see how it goes and it's like a medieval simulator I was playing that and it's it's really cool it's interesting in the way that how they want you to play how the game goes about like it's very frustrating the first couple of hours um, because you play as Henry and Henry is the most useless character um, in the beginning of a story that in a game that I have ever played you know he doesn't have one thing going for himself you know he's dirt poor he can't read he can't fight he can he can't even run like so it's like a game that any little thing any little positive thing that happens um to henry it seems like a great big achievement and it seems like you're always getting rewarded for him doing anything bad anything good you know i remember for the longest time i was always getting my ass beat in like sword battle and finally after i was like on the verge of death i like killed this guy and i was like oh fuck like this is great like I, i finally can beat somebody wow like so rewarding and i also remember like oh i find henry finally learned to read like oh fuck you know this is wow like such a big accomplishment it felt like and it yeah so it's a funny game it's like you know whenever you first 
start playing, you're like, this motherfucker's useless. Like, I don't like. Let me turn down the difficulty or whatever. But it's like it, it, it it's it's. I don't even think you can change the difficulty on this game. And some quick things that I didn't like about this game. So I don't play this game anymore, and I will get to that here in a second. Why I don't play this game anymore. So I was like very addicted to this game. Like I was very addicted to these games. You know, these open world RPG games I can play the fuck out of, and those would be the only games I'll play. And that's was how I was playing this game. And I was playing it, right? You know, fucking four hours would go by, still playing this game. I was like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Like those are the games I fear the most. Because it's like, I can put down like a Fortnite game. I can put down like a other games I've been playing, which I'll go into here in a little bit. But you know, these RPG games, like I cannot fucking put them down. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to waste my day, you know, playing these games. But it's like, they're so addicting, so addicting. But yeah, so, um, what was the point I was making there? Um, yeah, so I was playing this game, Kingdom Come Deliverance. And the combat on it is very the okay first off you you're playing in a first person point of view and for this particular game was wasn't the it didn't do it any justice i don't believe because it's like at times it made me feel very nauseous because any little movement would make you know the game like would change the camera angle so drastically especially if you're riding a horse like riding a horse you know, there would be times where I'd ride a horse and I'd like turn my camera angle a little bit and the fucking horse would be like right behind me, the head of the horse. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, what the fuck? And then I would like fall off the path um, that I was going. So I was like, OK, fuck, you know, so the camera is very funky. The combat is very funky as well. You know, it's not going to be anything spectacular. It's not going to be, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla where you fucking take your fucking axe and you cut this guy's head off it's not gonna be anything like that it's gonna be you know a lot of clash of swords and you know you have to get good at you know um sword combat and stuff like that and you know keeping your distance you know constantly moving it's a it's a hard game to master 100 percent. and for me i stopped playing this game whenever i got to one particular point um that a lot of people were you know this is a game that i was kind of following a lot of like oh let me stop you know i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and let me google what i'm supposed to do next and this per certain part you know some you know in games that's what i do that's just how i game you know fuck you know trying to figure it out on my own like let me just go and see what i'm supposed to do next let me get some a guide or something like that so i got to this one point where it was like okay things are finally looking up for me great great things are finally looking up for me um we gotta go fuck up some guys right so you find this guy who has been a complete you like earlier in the story almost killed henry and he like took his father's sword and shit like that and you finally come into this run into this guy and it's like okay it's on site let's fight and so you start fighting with this guy and then this guy is like i literally died 50 times if not more like the minimum is 50 times like i was i died probably like 30 times the first night trying to beat him and like i, I very rarely play you know and i i just raged quit even though i love this game even though i thought this game was really cool it was just like there was i couldn't i couldn't take it anymore you know constantly losing to this one guy here so i was just like i i i need to stop and so yeah so i was just, i just kept on dying to this guy so i was just like fuck it you know i'm not gonna I'm done with this and it might have been for the better because I was just playing this game so so much so much like I was addicted to it and yeah so that was before I got sick and then since then I was playing you know some Fortnite while I was sick a little bit you know and you know Fortnite's just been a game that this season has lasted like really really long like really fucking long I'm like wow like I stopped playing there for like a month and it seems like this it feels like it felt like a month at least and it seems like this season is still going on so that's cool too there and what else has been playing been playing hades of course um that game's really fun um i know a lot of people have been saying that you know it's a must play game and i would have echoed that as well you know it's a must play game um 
I've still enjoyed it. You know, I enjoy the runs, and it's like a roguelite, so it feels like you're playing, you're always doing these runs, and you're always fighting these same enemies. Um, but it's like, it, it's rewarding. And roguelites aren't my thing whatsoever. Like, this is probably like one of the first roguelites in a long time I've played, and yet it still feels like this game is still very fun. It still rewards you for even doing a run. Like everything you pick up um, benefits you, and while you prepare yourself, while you make yourself stronger, and you know, yeah, stuff like that. So it's a fun game. I cannot say play this game enough. It's it's fun, and I I play it on God mode because I suck at video games, and you know, it, it, every time I die, it changes like the difficulty by one or two percent. So that's that's really fun there. Um, I would say turn that on too and don't let these people bully you into playing games fucking hard and torturing yourself I like to play the games and gain the experience of it I don't like to be fucking torturing myself while playing games that's me I don't like to make myself feel irritated while I'm trying to relax and play games mm, what else have I been playing so I'm downloading Madden 22 um, I didn't purchase it, you know, it's the 10 free hours, that stuff, and I'm just going to give it a try, so next week I'll talk a little bit about Madden 22, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come in here and be pissed off, because I'm going to say probably it's the same shit, do not give them your 60 bucks, wait for it to come on their EA Play, Game Pass, whatever, fuck that game, um, that's kind of going to be the preview, I believe. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, and it's $70 now if you own a Series X. So, yeah. Fuck us, right? For wanting to play games on our new hardware. You're going to get taxed for that shit. But, yeah. Um, so, there's that. And what else have I been playing? Um, there was another game I've been playing, too. What the fuck was it? it'll come to me but yeah mostly Hades mostly Fortnite I've been trying to get to level 100 on Fortnite like pretty much every season I always try my hardest to get to level 100 um, but yeah so those two games those three playing some Madden 21 just because I was just like I want to play some football and what else? I think that's it. Um, that's all the games I've been playing recently. And so back to some Xbox news a little bit. Um, what? Um, let's see. Should we talk about Outriders and that kind of bullshit? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that now. We'll save the Halo stuff for later. Um, because I'm, I'm passionate about both these things. So... There was a story that came out that people can fly. The people who created um, Outriders, the devs, said that they haven't received any royalties from the game yet. So this can mean a couple of things. Um, it could mean that what everybody jumps to is that they haven't made a profit on the game yet. Or it can mean that they haven't covered the cost or anything like that. So who know? we do not know because we don't know the contract agreement between people can fly and square enix square enix was the publisher who knows what contract they offered them but yeah so all we know is that they've said that they haven't received any royalties and people have pulled this and ran with this saying look what game pass did to this game game pass is bad for games see exhibit a outriders hasn't made any money hasn't made any money no royalties for the devs these poor devs look at them they're starving to death over here because of xbox game pass because they chose to go to xbox game pass see everybody look at xbox game pass let's shame them you're bad bad xbox game pass xbox game pass is bad instead of looking at it and going more in depth and not just fighting something that fits your narrative and running with that instead let's dive deeper into this okay first off we don't know the like i said we don't know the, the contract that they sign 
What I do know about Square Enix is that they have very high expectations for their fucking video games, especially Western video games. I mean, Tomb Raider sold, what, like 10 million copies, and they said that that was a flop. 10 million copies, and they said that that was a flop. So they always have these ridiculous expectations. And Square Enix might be this, you know, um, they might be this publisher that does this purposely, so that way they don't they can keep the majority of the money for themselves and they can tell um the devs and the people who create the game the people who put in the hard work to go fuck themselves because they didn't meet their expectations so there's that second thing is who knows that square enix not square enix people can fly should have done a better job reading the contract and making sure they knew exactly when they would get royalties and at what thresh point and make sure they knew because they have no, I don't even think that they have information on, you know, the unit of sales. They have like estimations. And I think they said like from so much, like the difference was like a million fucking gamers. And they're just like, well, and, and they don't know, they don't have these numbers. So it's like, well, maybe you should go and talk to instead of coming out and, you know, just Corden said it perfectly. It felt like people can fly were very immature on the way they went about this you know coming be making this a public matter and bringing in so much people and um you know blame kind of blaming people instead of you not doing your job correctly and going ahead and um reading your contract over making sure you understood your contract and go from there or go to your publisher directly, which I don't know if they did or not. They didn't come out and say that. All we can do is speculate. But what I know for sure is that they came out and they came out wanting to, you know, for people to see that they're being treated unjust. I don't know if they're getting treated unjust or just. Who knows? Who knows? Because we don't know their contract agreement, okay? So there's that. You know, maybe they should have done a better job reading over their contract, okay? Second thing, your fucking game didn't launch very well, okay? For like three fucking days, I couldn't get into your that goddamn game. I enjoy playing your game whenever I got in, but that game, you know, being a service game where the fucking servers weren't working, where, you know, it wasn't ready for launch, maybe that had something to do with people not wanting to play your fucking game, okay? Maybe that was also a reason. I'm pretty sure, you know, you didn't have a perfect game. You didn't launch perfectly. And yeah, so there's that as well. Next thing. Um, what, what else, what else was I going to say? Um, it was like, I can understand if this was like the fucking Witcher or something like that, like a perfect game, but your game was anything, but anything, but, and next, like your game had it seemed like there was no extra content. It seemed like here's the game, play it. As soon as you beat the game, I didn't beat the game, but as soon as you beat the game, there's no extra things. Like there's like no like in-game purchases really. Um, so basically what you're banking on is, or what you're charging people is for um, unit sales and you know, whatever you got from Xbox Game Pass. Um, but yeah, so it's like there it's, yeah it's just that you know and this game like i didn't finish this game you know i didn't want to finish this game um i liked the combat the in-game play but like the story sucked dick i always skip all the narrative scenes because the acting sucks very very hardcore it's like it's very low level acting um the story is meh but the combat is great you know i like having all these different um techniques and i don't know how many people are still playing this game like right now but it's much less than i think it was during you know closer to launch whenever you actually could get in to your goddamn piece of shit servers um but yeah so i i, I think it's still on my hard drive but I, I haven't touched it like since may since may i haven't touched this game and yeah so there's that sorry i'm like getting emotional and i'm like really hot right now for the sake of audio purposes and it's like i'm getting like pissed off but yeah so it's like there's that and then next they didn't really come out and say that they were unhappy because our game launched on xbox game pass they didn't say that you know people ran with that and even if 
they did what about all these other devs that have come out publicly and said xbox game pass is great for them so let's not trash this goddamn let's not trash xbox game pass okay first off because if playstation had anything remotely close to which they do they have like that stupid was it playstation now or playstation what the fuck do they call it um where they have like it's an imitation of game pass but if they were doing the same thing playstation players would absolutely love this and i hate that it's kind of one of these things that's becoming like a console war kind of thing you know if you like xbox game pass it's because you are an xbox bot or if you hate it it's because you're a playstation pony stop this bullshit but yeah so this thing is like my opinion on it is you should have done better job reading the contract and if you want to go ahead and sue square enix go ahead and do that people can fly but you know to come out and to kind of bitch to all of us publicly shows the immaturity of you know this company of people can fly you know like let's make a big mess of it because we don't know what the fuck we're doing kind of thing and that's how I personally view it. Um, I know it sounds very harsh, but I don't like pulling punches. You know, I very much like to, whatever comes up here, you know, tends to always come out of my mouth. Um, I set up here, like if you guys can see me pointing to my head with a pair of scissors, um, not like in a threatening way, but just like tapping my head because I have scissors in my head. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, uh, like what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like what, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like go and do this thing behind closed doors because this doesn't look well for yourself and you best believe i'm gonna remember this bullshit and i'm gonna bring it back up whenever you guys launch your next game people can fly um and hopefully it doesn't come on xbox game pass and hopefully you struggle and hopefully you have the same bullshit stuff you're having now people can fly on square enix go fuck yourselves anyway next topic um i guess we could talk about halo and then we'll go ahead and get out of here because we've already reached the hour mark. Um, so Halo. Sorry, I'm trying to mess with some lights, but they won't come on. Um, Halo has been delayed. At least a part of it has been delayed. Um, the co-op campaign and another thing that I kind of really don't care about. Like, I'm one of those people who I'm going to play the campaign by myself and then I'm going to play the multiplayer a little bit. And that's going to be my Halo experience. That, that's that's going to be that. And while other people, I can understand, like, other people being very disappointed about this. And I am also pretty emotional about, you know, this um, Halo getting somewhat delayed. Because, in the sense, it was like giving them... It was supposed to, the game was supposed to come out last November with the Xbox Series X and it was supposed to be the flagship game that was going to be launched with the console and it got pushed back um, because of the backlash it got, which it should have because if it wouldn't have, it possibly would have been another, another cyberpunk situation. And so it felt like we were giving them goodwill in terms of them, I mean, um, 343. Okay, we understand. Um, go ahead and delay it. We understand it's COVID. Um, just make sure it's good for next year. And they said, yes, yes, yes. It's going to be good for next year. Everything's going to be good. And yeah, um, we, we're we going to do our best. So, okay. A year went by. We we're patiently waiting. We we're patiently being in, um, sitting here and anticipating the game. And then now they came out and said, hey, um, we're sorry, but we're going to have to delay certain aspects of it. And I got very heated. I got very upset. Um, I did. Even though, like, it's something that isn't really going to affect my gaming too much. It's still like, what the fuck? Really? Like, really? I mean, we gave you this goodwill. We gave you this year. And still, there's still some more things that are getting delayed. I understand it's only going to be for, you know, three months or whatever. But still, like... I was very upset, very upset because I felt like, you know, you were showing it up, you were hyping it up and you're saying it's going to be, it's a great game. Um, go play our game once it comes out. You know, you showed it at E3, um, you launched with the um, 
flight testing and stuff like this and it's like it felt like they were kind of playing with our emotions a little bit like yeah yeah we're gonna you you guys are gonna play halo yes you guys are gonna play halo yes um but you know you guys can't play these certain things they came out the other day and said you guys can't play these certain things however and it's like what the fuck man like be more transparent okay more transparent earlier on because it's it's pretty close to when this game's gonna get launched and it's like you're playing with our emotions and you know i understand that there's bigger things to worry about in the universe in the world whatever but still it's like in terms of like consumer and producer kind of roles we have the right to be very upset by this um in any way however much you want to be upset by it but it's like i was i was upset i was upset and i was disappointed and i think some people need higher up i'm not upset at the devs whatsoever i'm more upset that because this kind of feels like it's a lack of leadership kind of thing and i was never really a big fan of 343 um leadership and i definitely do think that they had a better hope I sh i'll say this they had better hope that the rest of the game that launches is 100 polished 100 good and it's a fucking good game because if not god help you people are gonna come after your throats and it's not gonna be happy and maybe that's what they need in order to change up some people there but yeah so i've never been a big fan of the leadership at 343 um we'll see what happens once ever it launches but this is definitely a loss for not only us but also for 343 in general because now people are going to expect well okay since this isn't going to be there the rest everything else had better be great everything else had better be great because if not you know we're gonna come down hard on you and that's gonna be a promise but yeah so there's that um that's gonna be the show you guys i know we end kind of on a very passionate level very hard level um of me ranting this show was mostly ranting but you know look at that you know i had like for some for some reason like the less topics i have like literally i was pulling topics up out of my ass out of my memory um and you know we surpass like the hour mark so maybe i should do this more often just turn on the microphone and just go at her and but these were some pretty passionate topics and it was like kind of um big time topics from like two weeks um standpoint but yeah so you guys thank you guys so much for tuning in um you guys can follow me at twitter at the mario loya show podcast or you can follow my personal twitter it's mario loya underscore uh, 13 and um yeah so if you guys like the show you know tell your friends tell your family whatever any help um would be greatly appreciated like i said send in questions if you would like to if not that's okay feedback okay thank you guys so much for tuning in um i will catch you guys next week uh possibly next saturday as well so Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening.